Have you ever thought about being a teacher? Or maybe you are a teacher already. Well, you're bound to have or already had your creepiest and most strange student. Students can be unpredictable, even when you're a professor at a university. Just because the students are adults now doesn't mean you shouldn't check your back seat at the end of the day, just in case they have some homework for you. Author Econometrician from Reddit's No Sleep Forum shares their story with us. You see, they are a retired professor, but one student in particular really freaked them out. Remember to like and share this video if this story gives you even the slightest chill. This is the most horrifying student they've ever had. I'm a retired professor of psychology from Wellington University. The following is my story regarding my time there, in particular, my time with Calvin Dowler. I taught a psychology class of more than 75 students who ranged from freshmen to seniors. The classroom itself was one of those theater-like rooms that you see in movies. The chairs and their built-in boards ascended to the top of the room. Naturally, my more inattentive students sat in the very back, which is to say they sat at the very top, in the darkness. You see, I liked my classroom's lighting a certain way, dimly lit. Any deviation from that interfered with my lecture. I couldn't, and still can't, concentrate with bright lights. My first assignment was to have the students write an essay on the topic of psychology, of course. The prompt was, what do you think psychology is? Some of the essays they turned in were great, others were expectedly half-hearted, and some were never turned in at all. But Calvin Dowler's essay, my, my, it was almost as if he'd written it before and knew what was expected of him. Needless to say, I gave him full credit and he was the only one that got the perfect score. Mr. Dowler was an excellent student, superb. Although I informed the class that I don't take attendance, he always showed up on time and never missed a day, never. He always walked in class with a wide grin on his face, giving the same greeting. Morning, Professor Coyle. He was of average height, was physically fit with dark brown hair and a baby face. In the beginning of the semester, he seemed to be able to make friends with the other students with ease, but then time progressed, and with that comes change, sometimes for the better, and sometimes for the worse. As a professor of psychology, I'm quite good, and in fact certified, for evaluating individuals. Sometimes that's my job. Mr. Dowler was an intelligent young man with an above average IQ. I know this because he once told me he watches Rick and Morty. Isn't that something the kids say these days? All jokes aside, let me get back to my story. I began to notice odd behavior in my classroom. Not from Calvin, he remained the same, his happy self. I noticed that other students gradually moved farther away from him. At a time, Calvin sat at the front of the class, listening intently to every word I professed, 
along with several other students. This day, however, he sat in the same spot alone. The other students sat somewhere else entirely. Why are they neglecting him, I thought to myself. One night, as I sat in my kitchen grading papers, the assignment this time was to write about a childhood experience that the students believed helped shape who they are now, whether it be in a positive or negative way. And then I read Calvin Dowler's essay. I picked it up as I always did, with excitement and genuine anticipation. Like I said before, he was a great student who never failed to impress me. But this must have been a mistake. As my eyes raced down the page, my heart began to beat rapidly. His essay was inundated with curse words and detailed, gory descriptions of some event. One line read, I tried to catch her, but she was too fast. She hit me in the back of my head pretty good. Gotta give her that. There was blood everywhere, but I just sat there laughing like a lunatic. Whether or not these words actually transpired, I don't know. The week before the end of the semester was what I like to call the opening of the floodgates. That's because some of my students would come to my office during office hours to ask me their questions before the final exam, hoping to somehow salvage their grades in one week. My office hours were late, they began at 6 p.m. and ended at 7.45 p.m. The students didn't like this, of course, but they also didn't like failing the class. One student named Adeline walked in. She was also one of my top performing students, so I wasn't surprised to see her walk in, showing up late to get some extra help. She also happened to be one of Calvin's friends, or former friend now. I couldn't help myself. I took the opportunity to ask her why she and the others were ignoring Calvin lately. Professor, Calvin's, he's not who you think he is. I don't want to say too much. I actually don't want to get involved if you don't mind, she stuttered. She didn't look at me when she said that. She was implying something. I didn't know. There are several reasons why someone won't make eye contact with you in a conversation. That includes emotions of fear. So I let it go. I responded with, that's fine. I didn't mean to be a bother. I just found it strange because you all seem to be getting along so well at the beginning of the semester. Adeline wasn't the last student who visited me during office hours. One student after another came by to ask questions and get help before the exam, and then Calvin showed up. It was 7.53 p.m., and my office hours were now over, but I made an exception for Calvin. After all, he was my best, but I also wanted to ask him some questions myself. He walked in and sat down with his eyes on the floor the whole time. Before I could speak, he let out a quick, sorry. Pretending to be ignorant, I tilted my head, waiting for elaboration. I think I sent you something in place of my actual assignment, 
that was an accident. I didn't mean to turn that in. I have no idea how it got mixed up in there. It's fine, Calvin. Here you go. I handed back to him his foul, gruesome, curse-filled essay. He then, unexpectedly, got up and headed for the door. I asked him where he was going. Is that it? Are you sure you don't have any questions before the final? Nope, I'll be fine, he said. I didn't get to ask him my questions. Mainly, why did he write that in the first place? It was dark outside by the time he left, but I didn't leave just then. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I began to connect the dots, sitting there at my desk as if I was solving some sort of mystery. Students have shunned him, including his best friends and his study group. He accidentally sends me this sadistic letter. Even now, I have no idea if it's true or not. Moreover, he always had on this fake smile, this forced personality of happiness, but lately he's been showing antisocial behavior. Adeline seemed horrified when I asked her about him. So what's going on? Maybe the kid's a psychopath, but how did I miss something like that in one of my own students? Nonsense, he's just going through a phase, a very weird, unusual phase. As I sat there thinking about this, I noticed the time, 8.34 p.m. I grabbed my coat, switched off the lights, locked up my office, and I left the building. I got in my car and started the engine. I drove off, speeding through the empty streets. I made a sharp turn, spilling my cold, forgotten coffee all over the passenger seat. When I arrived at the next stop sign, I took some time to clean it up a little. That's when I noticed Calvin's letter, the same one I just returned to him a few minutes ago, sitting in the passenger seat. I was shocked and confused. As I continued driving, I adjusted my rear view mirror, only to find that a wide male grin had filled it. <laughs> 